0: Luca Giannu is the co-founder of Epic Visits, which is a travel platform that combines the unique stays and experiences of travelers. Now, their mission is to bring back the thrill of excitement, building a community of like-minded travelers that value quality and originality. Reluca, welcome to Innovators Collab. How are you doing this morning?
1: Hi, Eric. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, of course. So I'd like to get started with a few fun questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay, question number one, what's better, Gozonats or Kurtosh? Wow, what,
1: what a first question it's so hard, I would say Cozonac. Yeah. And the reason for this is because yesterday I even bought a perfume that was especially created by, by a perfume company, which has some essences and which brings a tribute to Cozonac. To and it's called Ie, which in Romanian means that uh, traditional blouse. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty awesome perfume.
0: Okay, so you're saying that this perfume does it smell a little bit like Kozonat?
1: A little bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> Interesting. It, yeah. I think you yeah. need to like send me the link to this so I can give it out as a gift to my sister-in-law and maybe my mother-in-law. I think they'll appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> They're very pro Kozonat. Okay. I'm very pro Kurtosh. When I had Kurtosh the first time, I made the mistake of telling them that this was much better than Kozonat. I'm still in the family But the look they gave me was, no, no, it's not. But anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I was pretty surprised when I discovered this perfume. But yeah, I think it's a really awesome idea. (laughs) Okay.
0: Second question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Never. All right. All right. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. Now, there are some people who like to put it on. They say that it helps with the flavor, maybe even digestion. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, me neither. But I have a confession to make, Eric. I keep the ketchup in the fridge. So <laughs> I, I listened another podcast with, with a founder from Vont. Yeah. And you had this uh, this really funny conversation about ketchup. And it made me realize that uh, I keep the ketchup in the fridge. And the reason for uh, doing this is because I eat cold food. I, I eat cold pizza. I always eat cold food somehow. <laughs> and uh, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting uh, discovery I made about myself. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so funny when I have my mother in law during the week. She comes over and stays with us. And so there's all these like little things that she does that I don't understand why. And that's why it's a question on this podcast like, who puts ketchup in the fridge? And I'm discovering a lot of people do. Okay. I thought it was crazy, but a lot of people do. Okay. So what was one of your favorite stories or? or books, or toys when you were growing up?
1: My, my favorite toy was a Barbie doll that I received on when I turned up, I think, 10 years. Yeah, when I was 10 years old. And I, I really loved this uh, this Barbie doll. I always used to dress her up and uh, considered her my sister somehow and yeah she was she was present in my life for a very long time and actually she still is because now I uh, gave this doll to my to my daughter and Diana still plays with her and it's
0: that is does she play with her and have like that emotional attachment that you did when you were younger?
1: Yeah I, t- I told her that it was my favorite doll. And she treats her really well. She's really careful not to break anything. Uh, she brushes her hair. Yeah, yeah. it's sweet.
0: <laughs> that's very sweet. I don't think I have any toys back in the day that I could give my son. But I'm wishing I did because that's very cool that you could see your son playing with something that you really cherished when you were a kid. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Okay, so another question for you. Where, are you, where, where were you from? Where were you born?
1: I was born in Bucharest. Yeah. I was born in uh, Bucharest, but my family comes from uh, Moldavia, and my grandfather had some uh, relatives in uh, Greece, because my name before getting married was uh, (laughs) (laughs) Nikoglu. Yeah, it was a very difficult childhood from this point of view, because it was a difficult name to pronounce. Yeah, And teachers and uh, my colleagues used to say, like the test, Papa Nicolau. And I was <laughs> no, not like the test. It's it's different name. But yeah. I used
0: to live in New York. And I always used to hear like the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans say, oye, papi. <laughs> so I'm just imagining if you were in a school like in the Dominican, they would be saying, oye, papa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better than be called after the Test Papa Nicolau, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> much it's, better.
1: It's much <laughs> I think easier. I would have preferred that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, when I see you in person, I'm just gonna say, Oh yeah, Papa, and you know what I'm coming from. <laughs> Alright. Okay. okay. Now what would your parents say about raising you? Would they say what would they say? Were you difficult? Were you easy?
1: Oh uh, actually I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah. I really had a great childhood because they were really cool grandparents. And everything of I am today, I, I owe to them. And I, I was a pretty, at first, in, in, in the beginning, I was I didn't make any troubles. I, I listened to them. I was rather shy when when I was in, when I was in school. I remember it was we always had a lot of fun in the house, and making jokes, planning trips, um, going to theater, listening to music. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a great period for me then.
0: Wow. It sounds like they were great grandparents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were.
0: All right. All right. Okay, let's imagine you're in the world's toughest race. And this is like a re- reality adventure travel show. Okay. And I'm wondering which person would you want to partner with? If you could partner with anybody in the world, maybe it's even a celebrity, or an actress or a politician anybody who would you want to partner with in this world's toughest race
1: i would say lewis hamilton
0: <laughs> okay this is the f1 car racer right
1: yeah yeah he's for uh yeah he drives for mercedes yeah 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 because because he's because he's a champion and because he knows about he he knows a lot about resilience and the uh, pressure and the uh, setting your goals and pushing limits. Yeah.
0: That's a very good choice. I saw this documentary about him when he was younger and his dad made a lot of sacrifices mm-hmm. so that he could race and they would show up with uh, the crappiest go-kart. It was just crappy and people would look at them like, you're really going to race with that. And I love it. I, I yeah. love it so much because it's not so much about the tool that you're using. I still play with a tennis racket that's probably 15 or 20 years old. I haven't changed my strings in like three or four years, but it's not so much about the tool. Great choice. So let's talk about, let's talk about some of the things that you've achieved or you've accomplished prior to Epic Visits. One of them was you co-founded Fedestroika, which was a museum of family life and communism. Can you tell us more about that? Why did you realize you wanted to create this?
1: It's more like a time capsule experience. It's n- not a, a museum because it recreates an authentic experience, but in a three-room apartment. And actually, it's the uh, apartment in which I grew up. I spent there my 20 years of my life with my grandparents. It was their house. It, it, it belonged to them. At the beginning, I had the idea of uh, organizing a communist dinner an authentic communist dinner in which uh, travelers, uh, especially foreigners, could get a glimpse of the 80s and uh, understand more about our history and about the legacy of the communism that is still present nowadays, whether we like it or not. It, It influenced us. And in the beginning, I searched for other other locations other other areas and, and apartments where I could organize this this dinner but one day I was in my grandparents' house and this idea just popped into my head wow what if I what if I use their story and create a concept uh, using storytelling history and a little bit of entertainment to to create like a mini museum like a, a time capsule experience and my dad was living there at the time and i told him about my idea and he said but are you sure it, it's going to work you're not in the city center how are you going to to bring all those all those visitors to to your place are you sure you want to do that and i said yes i'm i'm pretty sure i want to i want to try and he agreed to move. And yeah, and, yeah I, started, I started working on, on the project. I used ferestroika. Actually, a friend gave me this idea. Of ferestroika in Romanian means a small window. Okay. And so ferestroika was the concept that would invite people to, to open the window to the past. Okay. Yeah, and I found the historian. I found the and other people that got involved in in the project, donating stuff. And I worked with a set designer to recreate the the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We searched for a lot of pictures from my early childhood and before, so mm-hmm. we could recreate the perfect setup. And the whole process of. Preparation lasted for about eight or nine months. Okay. And then we called some friends, and they were like, Oh my God, this is really like a time capsule. I get shivers <laughs> on my hands. And it worked. In less than one year, we ranked in top 10 museums in Bucharest, according to TripAdvisor. We received over 500 visitors from more than 20 countries, especially Americans. Okay. And and it was a a great experience. What is, so
0: you said that there was people from many different countries. Were there a lot of locals also visiting the apartment as well, like from the city and from other parts of?
1: Our target audience were the foreigners, especially Americans. Yeah. Because we were a little bit afraid about the, about what locals might think Mm -hmm. about the project. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in Romania, there are, Two sides. One part of, of the people thinks that communism meant nothing but terror, horror, and uh, end of discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, other part thinks that communism had the, a lot of uh, positive things that uh, they uh, communist gave people jobs and so on. Right. And so that uh, we don't have a balance. Because we chose n- not to talk about communism, but communism is a such a subject of interest for, for foreigners, especially for those who didn't have the chance to experience this regime. What's
0: a long-held belief about communism life that that you disagree? It seems like there's two sides of the coin here, that what people think, but... Because you saw a lot of foreigners and a lot of Americans. What do you think their belief is about communism and it's something that you disagree
1: all the visitors were open minded when it comes to when it comes to discovering more about about the the communist regime and especially about the eighties because we focus at Ferestroika on the Mm eighties of family life in the eighties. And this is what I why I chose to to tell the story of my family to make sure that it's an authentic and it, it's a real story and you cannot claim otherwise because it's our story with mm-hmm. the good the bad some some people especially from the southern part of, of america had this had a more positive idea of communism especially since for some of them what happens nowadays and especially Capitalism is not, is, is not a bright side of their life. And so they tend to like idealize communism and uh, our period and say, oh, I'm sure it wasn't this bad because I heard Ceausescu did a lot of good things and they give people jobs and it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. So my colleague, historian, then tries to put them in, in the place of a Romanian family and tells them mm-hmm. about the food rationalizing and all the restrictions and they tell them about uh, securitate and why the walls of the house were so thin because neighbors were listening to you and they mm-hmm. could report you to securitate and and the lack of freedom, which right. was for now, for us now it seems insane uh but it was a reality back then
0: Yes, you couldn't leave the country i I, I remember watching a documentary where videotapes like movie tapes were being uh, smuggled in
1: yeah in the, and, black um, the, we black had the black market the black market.
0: And there was a lady who became famous because she translated a lot of the, uh, the movies and people knew her voice.
1: Irina Margareta Nistor, yeah. Yeah. She's the one. And we actually at Ferestroika have have an extract from Terminator with her voice and uh, seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger with the voice of... It's very hilarious. <laughs>
0: I wonder if that's on YouTube anywhere I should go look for that
1: yeah uh, yeah I can send you the I can send you the extract yes yes really
0: yes funny. we'll include that in the show notes yeah yeah because I've just heard about it I haven't yeah that would be funny imitating Arnold I'll be back yeah okay <laughs> <Exactly. no. laughs> okay so let's jump into traveling I read something interesting that the most booked Airbnb in the world is like this little 100 square foot tree house in california and thousands of people from all over the world booked this place several months in advance it's a little tree house right Mm -hmm. so that tells me and there's this huge demand for unique stays and experiences so tell me a little bit about epic visits what is it what do you want the audience to know what it is and what you're
1: actually we gained some insights from ferestroika Because after Fedestreika become, became successful, we knew it wasn't scalable. So we needed to, to come up with a, with another project. And we also gained various insights from our visit, such as, wow, it was really hard to, to find you because you weren't on Airbnb, on booking. Actually, we were, but it was really hard for them to find us. Because we, we had a different concept, we didn't offer just stays, we offered a whole experience. And uh, people are used to, when they search for stays on Airbnb, they are used to use some filters such as price, being in the city center and so on, which didn't put us into advantage there. We started gaining all these insights and all this feedback from, from visitors regarding what what problems they have when it comes to to travel and when it comes to planning their trip. And uh, we then started to do a little market market research. And uh, we discovered that travelers, especially millennials, because this is the key uh, audience, are underserved when it comes to inspiration. Of course, you have this... Booking platforms like Airbnb, Booking, Expedia, which are great when you search for a low price and when you have some specific needs. But what do you search when you don't know what to search, when right. you need inspiration, when uh, you have all these needs and you have to make your own research? But time is also a valuable resource, especially nowadays. And you actually don't have time to, to to spend on all these all these researches so we we discovered that you know the travel industry started from the stays experience from the stays part, and then another segment experiences was created. Mm-hmm. but now we are somewhere in between where people are not only searching for just stays or for just experiences. They're searching for more uh, transformational travel experiences. They're searching for journeys in which they can discover, try new things, experience and get valuable memories. And so this is where we uh, this is where we come in because we are a booking travel platform a curated booking travel platform and as you said we combine stays and experiences but basically we want to help people create their special getaways and holidays and journeys.
0: Yeah, I think it's really awesome. I I told you earlier I was looking for a place for a getaway outside mm-hmm. Bucharest. And I ended up just, it was almost like I was on Pinterest. I couldn't leave your site. There was like a, a cool farm that I found. There was this other like unique house that looked like something you would see in a scientific or a science fiction uh, magazine. And I just couldn't believe like the, the number of unique stays that there are in Romania. So right now, are you focused on... Specifically in a certain region of Romania? Or are you trying to focus on having these unique stays and experiences in the entire
1: We are focused on, on the whole Romania and we try to gather other unique stays. But the main focus for us right now is to is to improve the, the product from the technical perspective. We know we have some barriers. We know we have to finish the mix and match configurator that will give... Uh, you flexibility when you want to combine and create your, your own get- getaway. So by the end of the year, we want to focus on, on the product especially.
0: Okay. I think it's pretty awesome. And so for people, they can just go to epicvisits.ro or is it epicvisits?
1: Epicvisits.com.
0: Got it. Got it. All right, okay. Last question. What book or mentor has had a big influence on your life?
1: Romanian or in, in general?
0: In general, it could, it could just be a book written by an author somewhere outside of Romania, just in general.
1: i definitely say Measure What Matters by John Dewar. He's the one promoting this framework of objectives, key results, mm-hmm. and he has helped Google with this, with this framework. And we actually use this framework in our team, and we try to, to be very focused and established the key objectives and the big hairy audacious goals and the key results that will help us get there
0: all right okay really thank you so much for being on the show this has been a pleasure
1: thank you Eric yeah, yeah. it has been a pleasure for me fun conversation
0: <laughs> okay and for everybody listening we'll be back next week La revedere.
1: bye
0: hi thanks so much for listening to the show this week if you like it feel free to give us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and sign up for our newsletter where you can get show notes about each guest at InnovatorsCanLaugh.com